Are there times you feel your life isn't where you dreamed it would be? Do you wake up and feel like saying, I don't know if this routine is making me happy? Without the freedom to think and direct our own lives, other people do it for us. The point you start to feel off balance is tough. You question your own ability. This podcast will give you fascinating new perspectives, tools and methods from the greatest minds across the world. You'll become part of a global community, meeting people on a journey to invest in themselves first. These perspectives and tools will show you how to unlock your freedom of thought and become the master of your own life. So, let's get started. Welcome to The Shea Show. This is the leading podcast to help you learn incredible new perspectives and become the master of your own life. You can connect with Shay at Shay-Doran.com. For now, open your mind, be present. It's time to begin a new journey to your self-directed life. You got this. Yes, good morning, good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in and listening to today's episode. I'm hoping my voice holds out. I've been feeling a little bit rough over the last few days. Before we get started, I've got some exciting news to share with you. If you'd like to understand more about the way that you approach your personal life goals, whether you're putting yourself in the very best position to achieve them, I've just launched a free life goal scorecard and you answer a set of questions then you'll discover what zone you're in. There's one out of three zones that you can be in and it will tell you the positives and negatives of being in that space. Also followed by a load of free tools, information and videos that you can use to help level up a gear and move into the next zone. So you can find that at shay-doran.com. I think it will really help, especially the information that follows afterwards that you can use that ready for a great 2021. So let's get started with this week. In the past, have you ever been talking to someone and midway just lost your train of thought? Or have you ever had the feeling that someone was just not really interested in what you had to say? Equally, when someone's been listening to you, have you ever felt bored or started thinking about other things? I believe the absolute majority of us are going to say yes to those three questions. Listening is such a valuable skill, yet it seems to be rarely spoken about or prioritised. And over the last 10 years or so, I believe our listening skills have actually taken a hit because of the many things we allow to distract us. Phone, email, time, the next meeting, the feeling of we've just got to be always doing something. What's the next thing? The feeling of missing out. In actual fact, letting those distractions in often makes us worse off. They can prevent you from being present. And to be honest, they just convey that you're bored or not interested. Ultimately, this breaks trust. And this might all sound quite heavy, though being a poor listener or not being listened to can be really frustrating, can't it? Most of the time... 
we're so sidetracked that we don't even realize when we do it or when it's happening to us. By the end of today's episode, there are going to be learnings that you can't unsee. In fact, they will become quite painful and frustrating for a while as you begin to notice how many times we don't listen or aren't listened to. And there's a very real possibility that after today, you may even feel less listened to at points because you've become more conscious and aware of people's reactions. And you may also notice the improvements to make on your own skills towards others. Though I make no apologies for that. In fact, I welcome you to see it. It's so important that we train ourselves in this skill of listening. And I'll explain why throughout today's episode. To start off, I'd like you to imagine a time where you didn't feel heard. You may be able to picture that exact scenario in your head now. And what happens when we're not being listened to? Well, we pick up on a sign, a signal, some kind of body language, and then we have this feeling of hearing our own voice. You feel all of a sudden like you're boring the other person or you become aware that they are disengaged. And that completely interrupts your flow. I mentioned at the start, you lose your train of thought midway through a conversation. And many times that is because the other person is showing signs of switching off. And when our conversation is interrupted like this, whether we realize it or not, there's then a small barrier between us and that person. And when it becomes so obvious, you can really get to the point of feeling like, well, what is the point? They're not interested. You're not interested in talking to them anymore or asking for their advice because you know that they're not listening. So through poor listening, mutual respect is lost. People are less likely to share a full picture with us because poor listening literally tells them, I'm not that interested in you. Why do we not listen and what makes us switch off? Well, science comes into this. We can listen at a higher rate of words per minute than we can talk. And then we think at an even faster rate than we can listen. So what that means is that there's gaps in the circuit. There's these pauses, there's these breaks, and our brain is looking to fill those gaps with information. Picture it when you go onto a website and it says you have the loading page and you see that wheel of death, that circle, and you think, oh my God, I need to find something to do. So this is what's going on in our minds when we're listening. Our brains are receiving and hearing this information, but in very slow capacity compared to how quickly we're able to think. So naturally we want to fill those gaps and we get distracted. And in school systems, there's also little, if any, focus put on listening skills. If you think about it, all of the focus is on reading skills, not even much focus on speaking skills. And then when it comes to listening, it's non-existent. But listening is a skill. It's something that we can train ourselves in. 
it, it's been missed. And research shows that reading and listening are two different skills. They're not one skill that develops at the same rate. They develop at two different rates. So therefore, it's equally as important that we train ourselves in both skills. So the science is one factor, though there's also self-imposed causes behind why we don't listen. Notice as we're going through this, how many of these apply to you? Do you see yourself in any of them? The most obvious reasons you may be thinking is that we have other stuff to be getting on with, or you literally find the person monotone or boring. But other reasons can be you believe that your view is the right one and that the other person is wrong. So you shut out their viewpoint and you're not interested in listening to it. You believe it's their own problem. It's their fault. They brought it upon themselves. And you go into this, I told you so mindset, or that was predictable. And you believe, therefore, that your view is the superior one. Another reason may be is that you're fearful of criticism. So to avoid the feeling of criticism, you block out any other viewpoints and you only defend that of your own. Another reason may be that you're fearful that listening too much will influence your own mind or that you will become what you're listening to. And again, the barriers then go up and you block out the other person's view. There may be immediate distractions around you that you're thinking about. Your phone, the time, got to get to the next meeting. Another reason that I think impacts many of us is that you can have a help addiction. You're wanting to jump in and help the other person immediately provide the solution before the other person has even finished explaining their view. And the final reason is less obvious. There's less chance that we'd consciously think this, though it's a very real possibility that this could be the driver for not listening. You believe that other person is socially or intellectually inferior to you. And therefore, you don't spend much time listening to them. Now, how does this show up? What subliminal signs or signals do we give off when we're not listening or what do we pick up on? And as we go through these, even throughout today and the next couple of days, just notice during your conversations with colleagues, with friends, partners, which of these you do or that you see the other person doing. When somebody's talking to you, looking down at your phone or pressing it to see the home screen, checking your watch, looking away or breaking eye contact with the other person, the feeling of or actually preparing to jump in before the other person has finished talking, believing suddenly in your mind that you have the right answer to help them. Finishing the other person's sentences. A feeling of judgment in your mind about the person's situation, their fault, 
or how you would have handled it. Ultimately, if you have any other thought running through your mind aside from just listening to the other person, it means you're not listening. What happens when we do listen, when we do feel listened to? Well, there's the clear benefits that come to mind, the building up of trust, making the other person feel valued. You make them feel like their voice and their thoughts matter, showing respect and in turn gaining respect. And over time, these attributes means any relationship, whether it's love, friends, family, work colleagues, kids, becomes enhanced and majorly strengthened. So surely these benefits are enough for any of us to want to work on our listening skills. But let's talk about some more specific scenarios too. Business. I'm sure there's many times that you can recall problems arising in a project, a customer that's been overpromised to, a product launch that's flopped or didn't go as expected, unexpected feedback from a client on a proposal or even a failed business deal. How many of these come down to or have resulted because of somebody failing to listen or multiple people along the way failing to listen, failing to hear what the other party really wanted, failing to understand what the customer truly wanted? And we've all been in a scenario where you go into a shop and you ask for advice or a recommendation on a particular product and you can feel really let down or underwhelmed by the response. You feel like the person didn't really listen to what you wanted because they gave you a response that was just completely not relevant. Though, on the other hand, how did it feel when you went into the shop and the other person who works there asked you what you liked? They actually tried to get to know you and recommended you something that was relevant. It gives you a totally different feeling, right? One of happiness, one where you actually feel valued. And in turn, you tell other people about that experience. You talk about it. You, you want to tell others. And it all comes down to listening or failing to listen. An example for me comes to mind when I was looking to buy my first house. And I was going to the different estate agents across Blackheath. And I was talking to them about what I was looking for. Now, one that I went into, I sat down and I said, you know, this is the budget. This is the kind of places that I'm looking for. And the response from the estate agent was, okay, the most difficult thing that you're going to find in this entire process of buying a house is getting my time. That was literally the response from the estate agent. Can you believe that? <laughs> and well, I just wanted to get up and walk out. And there was no way that I was going with those estate agents because the person just had not listened, didn't give a damn about what I wanted in a house, um, just cared about themselves. And that was so blatant. It was awful. And on the other hand, the estate agent that I did end up going with it's because they asked what I liked, but they were specific. They asked what features, what was important to me, what kind of style did I like. That was the estate agent that I stuck with. Another scenario 
that we can think of is the workplace. And messages can very, very easily and often come down from the top. Though what about the reverse? Going from the bottom up to the top. It feels hard, right? It feels like an uphill battle. And sometimes it even feels impossible. Why? Because that chain of going up can be full of bad listeners. The message of my door is always open, though it's not really. People don't talk or open up easily to you. Yet the door being open message is continuously reinforced. Why is that? People do not feel like you listen to them. Politicians, I mean, say no more. You know, I feel we're in this space where politicians are not really representing, especially the younger population, don't feel listened to. Imagine how our relationships could be truly transformed through training our minds to listen. And that's the beauty. Listening is a skill, which means that it can be learned. We can build on this skill and make it even more effective. And it's something that you can easily work on and you'll see incredible results in a very short amount of time. So here are the three takeaways for this week. The three things that you can add to your toolkit so you can truly gain a new set of skills here and use listening to your advantage. Number one, be aware of your current listening habits. So those signals that we mentioned around checking your phone, your watch, looking away, wanting to jump in in the conversation all while somebody else is talking, just notice and become aware this week from today onwards of what you're doing and how it affects that other person whilst they're talking to you. What you will generally see is that when you go to do one of those things, when you check your phone or when you look away, the person's conversation will stop or there'll be some kind of break in the conversation because you have broken that chain of them feeling like you're listening to them. So notice what happens there and what your current habits are. Number two, notice what others are doing to you. So when you're talking one-on-one to someone, just be aware of what happens. You don't need to call them out on it because everybody needs to individually go through this listening training and becoming more aware of it themselves. But just be aware in your own mind. And this is the part that will blow your mind because you will see how regularly people do not listen. And the third and final area, if someone comes to speak with you and it's genuinely not the right time, that is okay. And it's also okay to say, Now isn't the right time, but can we do X and set a time that you know that you're able to listen? The other person is going to be completely fine with that and they will actually appreciate you more for doing that. Okay, so they're the three for this week. Be aware of your current listening habits. Start to notice the listening habits of others and set the right time for listening. If it's not at that point in the moment, then agree a different time with the person. And there's a brilliant book that I'd recommend if you'd like to take some of this knowledge further. It's called Time to Think by Nancy Klein. I read that probably about 10 years ago now. And it just, from that point onwards, just changed my whole awareness of this. It really woke me up 
I've been struggling with people not listening from that point onwards, but it is 100% worth it. From this week onwards, listening really becomes a new skill for you now, okay? To train yourself in, to listen to, to understand. And this is a really good point. Listen to understand, not to speak. Listen to understand, not to speak. That's it for this week. Head to shaydashdoran.com and check out that Life Goals scorecard. Find out what zone out of three that you're in. And you can then be one of the first to get your hands on these instant materials and take your knowledge further. This is brand new. Next Thursday morning is about accountability. When someone asks you to do something, would you say you usually get the job done? When you're accountable to someone, do you feel more focused? We're often accountable to others, though not to ourselves. And next week, we'll explore why. See you then. Thank you and love you all. Go to shay-doring.com to connect with Shay and find out more about becoming a Group X member.